0: Hello, what, Coffee with Kush? I'm Aziz.
1: Hello, hello everyone, this is Wahaj, and welcome to Coffee with Kush.
0: Today on Twitter Spaces for the first time ever in the life.
1: Why did you do that, by the way?
0: What, on Twitter Spaces? Yes. I thought we'd just try it. Let's see. Normally we're on LinkedIn Live, so I we'll thought give it a go with Twitter Spaces, see what, see what it sounds like, see what comes out at the other end, see if anyone joins.
1: What I think is going to be different this time is we're going to allow questions just from the start, right? No, no, everyone who has any questions, any concerns, any kind of interesting thoughts that they want to share about marketing.
0: About marketing, not just generally random stuff.
1: Yeah, well, except me. I, I will do that throughout the podcast, but yeah. everyone else can Part just of share. course.
0: Um. So, Coffee with Kush started with uh, me and Wahaj just having coffee in the morning, talking nonsense. So he talks nonsense. I, you, I say, you talk I say way wise. more nonstop. Yeah. Like, no, that's nonsense. And that's
1: how he learns right. about so life.
0: Already you started. That's the nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> That's the nonsense, exactly. With your yeah, weird existential views on unique.
1: life. Yeah. It's not unique. It's weird. auto-correcting what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, since we, when you said, let's chat about marketing, I just had this um, like flashback of when I first thought about it which is like I'm not gonna say how many years ago but a few years ago like a few summers ago and um, it started with the pharmaceutical industry
0: yeah
1: it, it started with pharmaceutical industry marketing one right sec. by the way uh, if anyone is joining now and they can tell us that they're able to hear no one yeah and um, so uh, it started with pharmacy and there was, from the beginning, there was like a clash between ethics and promotion in that area for me, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when it comes to marketing.
0: You know there are only two countries in the world that allow um, TV ads for pharmaceuticals? So, you you know what the first one is, it's... Uh, US. Of course, it's the USA, right? But what's the second country in the world that allows TV ads for pharmaceuticals? I
1: feel like it's going to be this small country that no one knows about.
0: Well, It is a small country, but everyone knows about it. Is it Finland? No.
1: Is it in Europe, Asia or
0: Well, it's not in Europe.
1: Okay, let's say it's an Asian country is it India?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not no. India's not every country in the world except for the US and New Zealand. I know, weird, huh? That's something like New Zealand.
1: I feel like the medication ads on New Zealand are going to be actually worse <laughs> for the advertisement.
0: Probably. Like, do people in New Zealand even take medication? Hanging out on like mountains all day and chilling out with their sheep. It yeah. looks like such a relaxed place to be. Maybe I can't imagine that we, anyone actually needs meds.
1: That's why the advertisement was something like Panadol.
0: Something <laughs> that's
1: just not dangerous at all. But um, so what we do with it, with that, we have. It's not just advertisement. There are ways of promotion that, you know, that you go through face-to-face and stuff. And then just this feeling that this should not be done. And then...
0: Well, why? If you believe in your product, why shouldn't it be promoted?
1: Well, that's the thing, is that it felt like uh, you're pushing something onto people. Even if you believe in it, it doesn't mean that you should, like, just put it out there.
0: But it's a pharmaceutical, right? Yes. You're not pushing it onto anyone who doesn't need it, no?
1: Well, we don't... With pharmaceuticals, especially, we don't advertise like on television or on social media. Mostly. But you advertise to doctors and stuff. And and there are a lot of issues with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure you do. But with um, other types of marketing, if someone would call me a marketer at the time, I would be insulted. Yeah? Yeah.
0: And now here you are, head of like a massive digital marketing agency. Uh It's,
1: It's really, yeah, karma.
0: It is carbon, exactly. Or maybe you saw the light.
1: So let me tell you where I saw the light, but I still feel like there's something to clear up, and maybe this conversation will help with that. Go on um So as we, you know that I have a project for Judo, and that project was 100% non-profit. And that's where my, like, no ethical issues, you know, kind of, it, it helps. Um, and then I started marketing that. If that activity for everyone I know. If I met someone for the first time, I'm like, I have a judo activity. I'm so excited about it. I I want you to join. It's amazing. Your life's going to change. And so that's when I realized, like, I am marketing this, whether I admitted it or not, but it's because I think it's worthwhile. I think it impacts people positively. And that's when mm, the idea of marketing started to shift a little bit in my head. Um, but then still... A bit conflicting when it comes to just any brand doing marketing for anyone.
0: Yeah, like I think we, we're, as a company, we're selective over the brands that we'll work with, like we, you know, did I ever tell you that, like, oh, I was going to say the company's name then, shouldn't say <laughs> the company's name, but a very, very large, well-known uh, American-British tobacco company. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> um, can be
1: more specific. <laughs>
0: came back to, came to us, well, it was like whilst we were in the other place, and yeah, yeah, it was like an obvious no, we can't, we can't do that, we won't, we, won't promote, we won't promote smoking, we won't promote alcohol, things like that, but for the most part, how are you supposed to sell your products if you don't market?
1: So, I was reading this um, uh, book from Seth Godin, and the first thing he talks about is get rid of your trauma and your misconceptions about marketing before you start doing it, because if you don't think marketing is a good thing, it's not going to work out.
0: Well, let's take a step back, right? Yeah. Since the dawn of Swooks and like shops and places or people who sold things, yeah. marketing has existed. Like, like um, you know, like when you're walking down the street and you see uh, the fruit stand, yes. right? And there's a guy there selling fruit, and he's got like um, a bucket of water, and he's he, he's he's throwing water on the fruit. Yeah. I mean, what is that if there isn't marketing? Mm. He's deliberately making the fruit look fresher. Than it actually is, right? Because people's perception of yes. something juicy is something that's wet. And th- the other one that I saw recently was um, someone selling fish on the street, and it's obviously a dead fish. He's holding the fish, but he's like cl- flicking it. it. it, still it, it. Yeah. Exactly. Still alive. <laughs> but, but then if you go back like two thousand years to the bazaars and to the markets, like that, they were doing the same thing. It was it was about promoting their goods, promoting their wear. So marketing is as old as time, man.
1: Yes. But I think I like I said, I was doing it but I wasn't aware that I was marketing because I it didn't feel like a, a constructed effort to achieve a result, a specific result. It felt more like
0: I'm Random, passionate yeah. about
1: this and I want everyone to feel the same way I feel about it. Well
0: let's go back to your time in pharmaceuticals then, right? Yeah. Let's let's deconstruct.
1: Like you're you're so okay.
0: Alright, so back to your time. firstly, I used to have a pharmaceutical client when I was in the UK. It was the hardest client i ever worked for. Thank you. Just because of the it's amount regulations, of regulations Yeah. Right? But is it do you think that maybe you didn't have an issue with marketing per se? But you know, being a licensed drug pusher, you um, had an issue with that, you know, the pharmaceutical industry and its inherent yes. lack of morals? Is that the issue that you had or
1: I think generally I have I had too much of a strict ideals about almost everything. But yeah, I think because because I've seen firsthand people who need medication and they were not getting it. And then I was like, why are we marketing stuff? People actually need this. This is not like a, a luxury product that you, nobody buys medicine for fun. Well, some people do, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you need it. You have no choice. If, if you've got a, an infection and you need to buy antibiotics, you have to buy it but yeah. so I don't I shouldn't be marketing so one versus the other and and then paying the doctor for you know prescribing this medication instead of that yeah I mean surely
0: that's just incredibly unethical
1: yes and it is illegal actually in like in many countries it is illegal yeah, but to the word to paying
0: is the thing that's variable right so okay so if I give you, you, you a, if I give you an envelope with cash in it that's paying but what if I took you on holiday with me to you know, uh, New Mexico is that paying you?
1: Yes. Any for us? Any for me? Any form of uh, positive incentive is a payment. If you gave me, if I gave you a pen, mm. a free pen, that's that's paying for you.
0: I used to work for a company called Lastminute.com, and whilst I were, I used to negotiate contracts mm-hmm. for this company. Right, so I was in the car rental part. We were brokers, so I'd travel around different countries. I'd meet companies like Hertz and then an independent car rental companies mm-hmm. and I'd negotiate a contract to sell basically on their behalf. Yeah. And um, when I started, it was pretty much a free-for-all, right? So I could go, almost always one of the suppliers would book me in like a five-star hotel, they'd always take me out, they'd mm-hmm. treat me really great. But in the end, the contract's the contract. There's nothing like, I didn't feel like there was any conflict of interest there. Mm-hmm. It was just, that was standard. It was a standard behavior at the time. But then we were born. By this company called Saber Holdings in the U.S. and they own Travelocity. Mm-hmm. And when Saber Holdings bought us, they implemented a maximum. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you could accept any gift, but if it was over the value of twenty dollars, you had to declare it.
1: Because because it's a conflict of
0: interest. Mm, to make no, if you declared it, then it like it wasn't a conflict of interest. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could accept the gift. If someone gave you an iPad, you could accept the iPad. But you had to declare to the, um, to the department, relevant department, that you'd receive this iPad from this client. And then they would decide, sometimes they'd say, look, that's too much, you have to send it back. Mm. Uh, sometimes they'd say, that's pretty cool, but wouldn't it be nice to put it into the pot? And we had like a pot of things that we'd receive and at Christmas everyone would pick out <laughs> from the pot. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: so, like, so you just kind of shifted around.
0: But, but if I think about like those suppliers and what they were doing, what were they doing? They were just like making my stay comfortable so that I could make a decision positively from in the their
1: possible yeah yeah
0: but also what they wanted was positively in their favor because mm-hmm. obviously it had some element of control eventually so,
1: yeah I mean it, it eventually it is there has to be some sort of favoritism like to them yeah across from, from this a- actions or
0: yeah. but many times you know mm-hmm. many times suppliers did those things and I didn't end up working with them because the deal wasn't right mm-hmm. so I think it comes down to the individual lack like in the moral and ethical boundaries that somebody has general marketing's obviously got like look I always say right mm-hmm. It's all relative truth what we do. That's all it is.
2: Yes.
1: That's the thing that I also like. Like, for my black and white um, idealism at the time, it's like, it's either truthful or not. But,
0: um, well, everything's relative truth. I mean, yes. even the things that people say are absolute truths, truth the relative truths. Yeah. So, just to touch on the concept, right? So, you have lies and you have the truth. All yes. right. So, the truth is. That one plus one equals two. That's, that's the truth.
1: absolute truth.
0: Unequivocal. A lie is one plus one equals seven. That's a lie. That's wrong, yeah. yeah. And then you have something in between. And most marketing exists in that like relative truth space. So head and shoulders is the example I always use. So the adverts always say, use head and shoulders and it will uh, get rid of your dandruff, right? Yes. And that's a relative truth. It's not a lie, it's not absolutely true. The absolute truth is that if you use head and shoulders, um, every day for 21 days, there is a 90% chance that your dandruff will uh, dissipate by up to 100%. Uh, and if you stop using it for more than seven days, there's a 90% chance that your dandruff will return. But that is a long thing to say in an advert. Yes. So we, we condense that to...
1: Get rid of Head to shoulders. Yeah,
0: reduces dandruff. And yes. But they have to put it on the, on the packaging, right? For, that's those, where,
1: for those who read it, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then that's up to the consumer. Yes. So everything we do is in relative truth. And this is mm-hmm. where I, I'm going to come back to your pharmaceutical background. Because oh, this don't. is that <laughs> drives me nuts with... with um,
1: promotion.
0: In- not promotion, in- just like pharmaceuticals in general. They, or science, science in general. States, facts. And by, by the very definition of what science is, mm-hmm. a fact is only a fact until it's no longer a fact. Right, so 30 years ago, every every astronomer you could talk to said that the sun didn't move, it was static. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we realized, so, but for all of time, science has said the sun doesn't move, mm-hmm. right? And then suddenly we realized, oh, hold on, the sun's actually got this massive orbit and it is moving. And everyone changes their minds, like, oh, yeah, the sun's got a massive orbit. So, even like what Science believes to be absolute truth is still only a relative truth. It's only as good as the time that it's that it's analysed in, right?
1: Yes. But, but you will always notice that that's what it says. Like, as far as we know, this does this and that when it comes to promotion of medication. But the problem is that um, you will see people when it comes to promotion, and that was where I... They will say this one is better than this one, but not because it's actually always better it's because
0: in certain circumstances it might be better
1: yeah but but if this company gives you more than that company then you as a doctor will probably prescribe that specific
2: medication
0: right so let's say we've got two brands right we've got two brands of water bottle in front of us right we've got Tasani or we've got Aquafina yeah essentially they're they're water they're both water Mm -hmm. right but I could convince you to buy Tasani ahead of Aquafina
1: but there is no harm like in all cases, that there is no harm there, but it could there could be a harm when it comes to. Yeah. Did
0: you ever hear the um, case study of aquafina in the UK?
1: The water. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no. It was a really big deal, right? So
1: I can't even believe that there was a case study about it.
0: All right. So in the UK, if you say um, mineral water, mm-hmm. right? The, the term mineral water. It's synonymous with the term spring water, mm. which means that basically it's come from a natural source. It's come from a mountain or a spring or something like that, right? Does river
1: count in that?
0: Yeah, river, whatever. Mm. It's like, it's come like Evian comes from Evian, mm. which is what I mean. Highland spring comes from Highland, Highland Springs. Springs, right? Yeah. And then Dasani. So Desani uh, sorry, was it Dasani It was Dasani, it wasn't Aquafina. It was Dasani. Was it? I think yeah, it was, it was ap-
1: When you told me about it, it was... No, because
0: Aquafina is Pepsi. I think Dasani is Coca-Cola. Um, so it was, it was, yeah, it was Dasani. So when Dasani entered the market, what happened was, what Dasani is, is that it's not, it's purified tap water. It's tap water that goes through a process, mm-hmm. right? To become Dasani. And everyone was like, everyone bought it. They, they marketed it amazingly. Like you could get two big bottles for like 50 pence which was nothing at the time. So they really went to town on the marketing. And then this big scandal happened. When everyone worked out that it wasn't spring water, it wasn't mineral water, it was just tap water that had been through some sort of treatment. Okay, so everyone like oh my God, that's unreal. But it didn't really derail anything. Mm-hmm. They just carried on and, and actually sales continued to grow, continued to grow. And then they did a study and found that it contains three times more mercury than anyone should actually consume. And uh, then that killed the brand. That was the end yes. of the brand in the UK.
1: That's a, that's a big thing. Yeah.
0: And in the end, you know, up until that point, they'd captured a big share of the mineral water market, but based on based on line, basically. It wasn't mineral water, it was just posh tap water.
1: I did not know that in the UK there was an option to drink water other than natural.
0: Yeah, you can drink water from the tap. Everyone, no one buys spring water. You, you drink from the tap.
1: Where is the water in the, from the tap coming from?
0: Yeah, but like, you've got to remember, Britain's like, it's all lush and green and there's rivers and there's, mm. there's uh, springs and everything. And it all gets cleaned, of course. It goes through, like, its cleaning process. It's, and then they add stuff to it. Yeah, it's
1: like everywhere.
0: But everyone drinks Everyone drinks water from the tap in the UK. Mm. Unless you're, you know. Some people in the south of the UK,
1: Yeah,
0: they don't drink water from the because it's, like, hard. It's got, like, a weird taste to it. But mostly people drink from the
1: tap. i remember that in my next non-holiday to the UK.
0: Did you see that, um... Meta allows you to do blue ticks now. You can buy a blue tick like Twitter.
1: On Facebook and Instagram?
0: I don't think it's on Facebook yet. It's on Instagram. You can buy a blue tick for, I think it's $10 a month uh, on Instagram if you get blue tick verified.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The question that's in my head is when will Meta come up with something original and not just copy Elon Musk?
1: That's what I was saying, like every every feature that comes up, it's just um, a copy and paste and it seems like nobody's making the same fuss that they were making when it came up on Twitter, for instance.
0: Oh yeah, when it came up on Twitter, it was like the end of the universe. Mm. And, and it's that's...
1: cheaper, I think it's cheaper on Twitter than on... Is
0: it? I think it is, yeah. But, like, firstly, there are a lot of Fiverr people who have lost their jobs now, right? Because the amount of Fiverr adverts or Upwork's adverts, I'll get you blue tick verified, I'll get you blue tick verified, and they've all just lost their job, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
1: but it's still you you do pay but you still have to do some work to get it right you just don't is it I just have to pay and that's it I have like 10 followers
0: no you gotta no 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 I don't think there's any limit on things like that but it's like you gotta go through a verification process Mm. showing that you are who you are Mm. so it's a regardless of but that's that's true on Twitter that's what that's true on Twitter too you have to have like a basic verification
1: but then um, uh, it's ages
0: as well on Twitter mm.
1: but it doesn't matter if I'm who I am—it just matters if I'm real. If, like, if
0: I'm yeah, and I even you don't even have to be real. It can be like a parody account or a theme account or things like that. But you have to go through the verification yeah. yourself.
1: What other um, there has been um, threads coming out, and people have been talk. We have been discussing a lot about it, mainly which was like, for me, the main topic is brands. It's so hard for brands to exist on threads, to thrive. No, it's not. Come on, prove, not prove it. Tell me why. Because...
0: I think think it's like, um, I think it's like the first days of Twitter again, the threads. Like, the first days of any social network, people, they have mental models of how to use it, and they use it using those mental models. And then it morphs and evolves into its own category. Yeah, But... For now, brands are basically using it. It's good that you bring this up, by the way, because we got a white paper coming out on this on Monday. How yes. brands are using threads. I know you do that. <laughs> I'm
1: but, surprised.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're basically using it like Twitter. Sort of like Twitter, sort of like Instagram. Some brands are doing it fantastically. Some brands are doing it pretty badly. Um, and, uh, yeah, we we'll, you know, in that white paper, we'll kind of go through all of the stuff, like... What are the best brands doing? How are they doing it? Why are they doing it? And how do we think it will evolve? Because it will evolve. Like it's still, People are still using threads like Twitter. And I think they positioned it that way. It's a stupid way to position them. We're the replacement of Twitter. No one replaces Twitter.
1: I don't, I don't feel that there is any position. I'm, I'm just confused of who is on threads and what they can do with it. I still cannot say... Like when I think of Twitter, I have a clear um, demographic. demographic in my head, yes, and okay. the type of content that works there and everything about that. But when it comes to any other, uh, when it comes to threads in particular, like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's clear. But when it comes to threads, I cannot see who's there. But I think if you've I'm positioned,
0: doing, if you've positioned, if you're meta, yeah. right, and you deliberately position threads as the antithesis of Twitter, Twitter, then what you're going to collect are, people who are left-wing, Twitter. left-leaning people. And I'm not saying that people on Twitter are right-wing or right-leaning at all. I'm simply saying that there is a mar- there, is, there is, a small but very, very noisy subsection of Twitter that hate Twitter because, yes. because of the fact that, you know, because it's Elon Musk, essentially, and because it doesn't regulate speech. There's very, very little um, censorship on Twitter now. And there's a small subsection that hate that. And so just in the act of saying this is the antithesis of Twitter, you've defined your demographic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you've also defined people who are never going to come on your app. It's like Truth like, Social. I don't, I don't
1: want it, more of this uh, like, type of thing. Have you ever
0: used Truth Social, which is like um, Donald Trump's Twitter, basically? No. It's basically Truth Social. It's like it's all filled with QAnon people and extremists and things like that right wing i mean sadly almost everyone's an extremist now but Mm -hmm. like right wing thought and and that came out of um donald trump being banned off twitter so then he invested or whatever i think he invested he wasn't he was already there and he invested in truth social Mm -hmm. and it became like self-fulfilling didn't it because like okay if donald trump's there then the yeah. extreme elements of Donald Trump supporters are going to follow him there. Yeah. So like, you've created your own demographic. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the only way to launch a new social network nowadays, is to...
1: Yeah, because that's true. It, it was so easy to have already existing um, already existing base because, first, it was so easy to log in through Instagram. Yeah. And then um, if you were interested in Twitter... But for me, uh, the, one of the reasons that I have someone like me join is because I'm not very active on Twitter and I don't want to be, but this is like a fresh start, chance to to be on another platform that is a bit similar to Twitter, but maybe not all the drama coming with it.
0: I think that the, there's not a lot of drama that happens with Twitter in the real world. People just mm-hmm. think that there is. But like when any social network starts, it's like the starting gun for influencers. Yes. It's like, okay, if I start now, I could become famous. And it's like a new opportunity. A, a premise
1: or, it. yeah.
0: I remember when do you remember Vine, before vine was bought by twitter and they killed it <clears throat> 5 second videos
1: yes I, like I, vine was like this saying that and then disappeared i yeah. didn't even get enough time to
0: it was amazing yeah but most of like the com- comedic tiktokers now are yeah. they started on vine mm-hmm. or a lot of them yeah and uh, that was bought by twitter and killed by twitter same with periscope which was live streaming bought by twitter killed by twitter mm-hmm. um so, yeah, but when those things came out, the early adopters, who yes. were consistent, yes. they were able to build really big, significant brands.
1: But with Threads, it certainly has millions. Of it. I don't think it's the same um, raw environment. Like, yeah,
0: right. It's yeah. manufactured, isn't it?
1: Yes. It's manufactured. You don't have this... You're coming in with your audience and with your brand and everything. Um, so not much chance for people who are...
0: To deliver like some, bit. Bit, some organic content or do something new. Yes. And that's my concern with threads is that if it's not new people, then it's not going to be new content. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the thing with Vine was that it was five second video. Like it, you know, the whole rapid switching, uh, yes. rapid cuts. Yes. Yeah. That originated on Vine. That didn't exist. Video was long form. Before Vine, my mm. like, videos were three, four, five, ten minutes long.
1: Yes, and, and people would still watch it. Yeah, but then this kind of changed.
0: Vine insisted you did you delivered your content in five seconds. That like, changed the paradigm. Mm. And now, like what Threads doing, cha- you know, oh, we've got what is it, hundred and fifty characters? Well, okay, is that really a thing? Like microblogging was a thing in two thousand and eight, like, and it's twenty twenty three. Like, what's the What's the news? It's like
1: throwing throwing a tool, a tool like um, Vine, where you have limited capacity to, to to create content, boosts creativity somehow. And not everyone yes. is going to be willing to make the effort to you know to to make content within those conditions that is actually different and good. Uh, but I don't see the same with threads. And I'm I'm going to stop discussing threads now. and, and on to something
0: else. But we have got a white paper coming out on threads on Monday uh, because brands should still engage and should still understand how the platform works and so we'll guide brands on how to do that.
1: Um, what does does the white paper explain how brands, uh, did you like go through threads and see how, how successful brands on threads are doing or how yeah. is that constructed? Yeah, so
0: we did it um, by assessing the top brands and then also interestingly comparing their content on Twitter and threads.
1: For the same brand. Yeah. Yes.
0: So take like um, Adidas was one of the top brands on Threads. So and then we sat and did a comparison of their content on Twitter and their content on Threads and what's the difference and how how are brands using Threads differently to Twitter and frankly, not. it's not particularly different, mm-hmm. right? Which is always going to be a challenge if you're a, if you're a, a new brand. Yes. Like Threads is so. Um, but anyway, there are certain do's and don'ts of the thread world.
1: So let's go back to how we started this conversation um, when it comes to marketing and um, so like Seth Godin said um, when you get rid of your perception on marketing that you are not a scammer that being called a marketer is not a bad thing and um, he particularly mentioned that um, it is not about social media how many followers do you manage to create it's about uh, providing the right service, experience, or product to the people who need it?
0: Listen, firstly, Seth Godin is like a legend, right? So um, when I started my career, Seth Godin had just started, and he was blogging every day, and so he was like a big deal then. It
2: was like
0: 2004, and so he's still a big deal now. I have always thought, and I always will think, our job as marketers is to create behavioral change. That is it. All we do is we change what people do. That's it. Yeah, we either you know we we get them to follow a page we get them to engage in a brand we get them to have an opinion or think of what their opinion is and air that opinion we get them to consider a brand we get them to evaluate that brand versus other brands we get them to make a decision as to whether they want to buy or not buy mm-hmm. we get them to buy yes and you know so all everything we do is about behavioral change mm-hmm. that's all we do as marketers we get people to think, like we try to get them to think what we want them to think. Mm. But in a lot, in, in a, I think one of the biggest challenges in marketing nowadays is that people just aren't targeting properly. So like, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a decent, okay, let's take Pampers, mm-hmm. right? Pampers, you know, baby Pampers. Yeah. Right, there is no point marketing Pampers to me. There's no point <laughs> marketing Pampers to you. You're not pregnant right now. You might yeah. be in the future, yeah. but right now you don't. You don't have any kids, so the targeting is the critical element of marketing. That, like, it should be easier with the amount of social networks that exist, the amount of tools that we have available. It should be much easier to target, but it's still, there's like spray and pray pr- approach, particularly in the B two B world.
1: Right. Yes, you still have to do. You still reach a huge portion of of. Um a section of people and then you still are not targeting the right people, they start filtering out and seeing how do you even find the right people.
0: I think that's why people get pissed off with marketing, right, because they yes. just get bombarded with messages that aren't relevant to them.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that I, I, I didn't like about marketing, it's like getting phone calls, getting visits, getting emails, and it's not things that you care about. For instance, I did care about an aspect of it, but you you keep you know targeting me with content that I'm not interested in.
0: And then. That's the marketer's fault, right? Mm. So, because like I, I, still think like the the biggest element of the marketing challenge is targeting the right people.
1: So, but tell me about um, before this podcast, I was having a few conversations with people who are thinking of entering this world of marketing, and um, they think that they have to go through a series of technologies to be able to be good digital marketers, or mm. at least just like to break the uh, the wall, just start it. Um, like SEO, like uh, learning about social media's ways of automation when it comes to you know targeting or.
0: Um, we've got to talk about that as well. We've got to talk about uh, Bard, which released uh, to the public recently as well, versus ChatGPT. But yes. carry on with your question.
1: So, um, uh, how important is it that the the mindset that we're talking about when it comes to marketing versus just learning the technologies and knowing like the technical aspects of it? Um, as you are a new for entering this newly as a marketer.
0: If I gave you a hammer, yeah. that doesn't make you a carpenter.
1: Exactly, especially and me.
0: <laughs> and that's true <laughs> of social media, it's true of digital marketing. Yeah, You can have all the tools in the world, but if you don't have, listen, there is there is a, a concept that marketing is filled with more women than men, and I don't have the statistics, but I think that's generally true. Marketing has possibly more women in it than men. but. That makes complete sense to me because what is marketing in it, at its essence? It's understanding people, it's empathizing with people. The yes. best marketers are able to feel what people feel, and women are just much, much better at that Naturally, like, biologically. Yeah. Yes. Uh, are better at being empathetic. And so it's a people business. Like, like take your background. You studied, yeah. what was it?
1: You no, know, you forgot. Well, <laughs> there's something
0: to do with killing animals, I think, in some pharmaceutical place. What was it? Yeah,
1: it's going to be people if you. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> um, it was pharmacy, yeah.
0: So like you've come from a pharmacy background.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, as, as a dentist. Yes. Um yeah, he studied engineering, didn't he?
1: He studied, but I'm not sure what exactly.
0: Yeah. But the point is that he wears like,
1: glasses or something, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Um the point is that like you can have almost any background, I think, and still be an effective marketer if you've still got if you've got the passion for it, if you really work at learning and you find the right environment that'll teach you. Yeah. I think there's a lot that you can do in marketing um, from various backgrounds. There's a lot of skills that you bring to it too. Like, mm. I see it in you. I see, like, whenever you're writing um, blog posts, for example, mm. how much attention to detail you put into those blog posts. And I'm sure a lot of that comes from writing, you know, chemistry papers. Research papers, like yeah.
1: hundreds of pages, but you have to, every line has to be correct. You cannot... Be so that's
0: a skill that. that you bring with you from that, yeah. do you see what I mean?
1: So yeah, for me, skills are, you can build them, uh, mindsets are a bit more difficult to, to instill and, and anything that has something to do with emotional intelligence, to me feels a bit more difficult and it, you have to have some innate or something that, that you already yeah. have in you, somehow that you can develop then and you know, uh, make it better.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right because it, it is difficult to fake it. To fake empathy yes. is really tough. And a lot of like I said, a lot of marketing is about empathy, particularly when it comes to the creative side. Yes. What is what words are going to resonate? What imagery is going to resonate? What music is going to resonate, you know? Yeah. It, I tell you a because really you have good to
1: example. put yourself in the shoes of the person who's consuming this to know if this is relevant to them or not and then you know how to
0: So I can tell you like a really good example from our experience is Spartans um Uh, white-collar events.
1: Yes. The hero
0: video, right? Yes. So the client obviously has an idea of what the hero video is. Mm. But I, I mean, you know, this is just one of the things that I know, like I'm good at. Mm. If I hear the right music, I can put the video together in my mind and I know it's going to resonate. Because somehow that...
1: What you do Mm. is that when you choose the music, you choose the music that hits the right emotional spots. And then... And then see how to reflect that in video.
0: Exactly. But
1: that's so. What I just put in words there, if 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 you don't have that within you, even if you don't know how to describe it, it's really hard to to have the right message quickly. Maybe yeah. you'll have to do like a lot of
0: exactly. And I'm thinking about like I think about that that skill set because actually I think I think did I develop that or did I, was I born with it? But I actually think I had that from a very very young age. Yes. Like I always knew how to use. I mean, it was words, really. But I always knew how to use words and body language to influence people. I knew how to build presentations that people engaged with. I knew how to tell a story.
1: But the question is, why is that? Because well, being able to. I can't remember to, not
0: being able to do those things. So you don't
1: know what. You don't know when it's when you don't have that skill. What it's like to to not have that skill. Yeah,
0: because like. Yeah, like I was selling sweets in school when I was nine. So, like, I, I had. I'm glad like, it wasn't drugs. Like. <laughs> I had. Um, I've always just had that skill. So, I don't, I don't know what it feels like not to have it. Although, I recognize that most don't.
1: Do you know what is the core of that? Is though, it is. If you are able to touch the right spot when, when someone is listening to you, yeah. when someone, when you're talking and, and you know how you want that person to feel, even though you don't know anything about them. You could be just someone that you just met, and you're presenting to them. But you have the ability to kind of touch them in a way. Like so there's
0: a term that I use in my own head. I don't think I've ever articulated it in the real world, right? Yes. That I have the ability to flick somebody's soul. Like you know, what a flick is right. That's yes. a flick, yeah. Yeah. So that ability is to I can when I focus. If it's a presentation or if it's creating a video, or whatever it is, if I give it my absolute it doesn't it's not natural not something that just happens you know I have to give it focus yeah
1: it needs some effort from me. I
0: have to choose Mm -hmm. the right sequence of words the right tone the right argument the right structure but if I do all of those things I can flick your soul Mm -hmm. and that has a profound impact on people and that's right that's that's how you change
1: their behavior yeah
0: like well Well,
1: well, or at least affect it get their attention to it
0: yeah uh so yeah like there's um there's 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 other people have got different skills. That's just one of my, my skills.
1: Um, I think it's it all comes down to self-awareness. Um, how aware you are of your emotion and what triggers you, is, makes it kind of makes it easier to do the same with others. And especially if the person you're talking to doesn't have the same level of self-awareness because you can have a lot of impact and, and they don't know that you're the one who's doing it. It's not because they are responding to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why what I, when I want to talk to the people who want to engage in marketing as new uh, uh, as newcomers and don't know much about it, don't have a background, um, those skills that seem intangible or that seem that nobody, like no one will write on a job application, skill number one. I can flick your
0: soul. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean, but like you don't have to have.
1: All of that. Yeah,
0: you don't, like you don't. A lot yeah. of skills in marketing can be developed.
1: So examples.
0: Copywriting, Mm. it can be developed. You can never be like it. I would say this with like designers, there's like 0.01% of designers are going to work for Coca Cola and Pepsi. Mm. The rest can be developed. You can be Mm. developed, you can learn to be a a decent designer. Same with copywriting, same with the technical elements of things. SEO, like uh, Yahya, for example, in the companies, is an engineer, but that engineering mindset allows him to him a
1: lot. Yeah. The the complications, the details of, of what when it comes to SEO. So can we list a few things about digital marketing that people can just you know start picking up on uh, if they want to embark on this?
0: They've got to just go and do the courses, I think, You know, and there's lots of them, SEMrush, Google, Facebook, they've all got the courses. But also, I, I always think, market yourself first, focus on your personal brand, use yourself as a test bed, per, do personal branding as like marketing as an exercise in in marketing and go from there. Uh, Em wants to say something, so um, feel free to jump in. Em, you're just on mute, so just unmute yourself and jump on in.
2: Hi, hi guys. I didn't wanna- Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm great. I don't want to disturb the conversation. That's why I was just waiting patiently.
0: So you're Mm -hmm. not Mourinho.
2: I'm not not Mourinho. I mean, shouldn't say hi. I should say assalamu alaikum. Hope you're good. Assalamu
0: alaikum.
2: yeah, I'm not obviously Marina. My name is Maab, but you know, this is just alias account, if you will. But I mean, this conversation was just super interesting, so I figured, why not jump in and just you know give my two cents and learn some things from you guys, which is great.
0: Go ahead, Maab. What is your two cents?
2: So um, it's funny that the uh, sorry, I'm not I'm not familiar with you guys. I don't know. I mean, I guess your name is Aziz, but I don't know what the girl's name is. Um, yeah, because he doesn't mention me. He, he really doesn't. Uh-huh. I know. He should have said your name more often when speaking. But <laughs> nice to meet you both. Um, but when Mahaj was saying, like, with her background, I heard pharmacy, I think. Um, I've got a similar background. Yeah. And I did an internship in PR and marketing last year, um, right after, right after yeah. graduating from pharmacy, which, you know, there's no correlation <laughs> there. Um, But I didn't want to sort of go into pharmacy straight away. I was sort of sick of it after a few years of studying the subject. I did my pre-reg and then I was like, you know what, I want to take a break from it. And I was just looking at things to do, sort of to try. You know how they say you should try different things after you graduate and sort of then hopefully land on something that you're passionate about? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I did an internship in PR and marketing and what you guys were saying about not necessarily needing the skills, but sort of having that, like... I don't know, like, I want to call it human touch or, like, human effect, where it's, like, you know... That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you don't necessarily have the skills in, in, like, a taught sense. You were taught in, like, uni or, like, courses or whatever, but you're good at, like, conversing with people. You're good at persuading people. You're sort of... Like, very good socially, I mean. Like, social skills are great. I feel like you can... I don't want to say Excel because obviously there's people that have done years and years worth of like courses and stuff, but you can do pretty well in marketing and PR to be fair. So like the way I got the internship, obviously I don't have a background in PR or marketing. and like academically, but they sort of offered me an interview and I thought, why not? And then I wasn't expecting much and I guess they weren't expecting much either, but having that face to face interview and speaking and I guess, um, like showcasing my personal skills and social skills and stuff, um, Like I got the position over people, well, they told me anyway, that did actually have like marketing degrees and stuff like that. Yeah, just because I guess like face-to-face in person, you can really showcase those personal skills and those social skills as I was saying. And that's what I did. And I remember the guy even told me, he was like, you don't necessarily need like the skills or even the academic background, I wanna say again, but you can sort of have those personal skills and human skills that like personal touch where you know how to talk to people, you know how to get people to listen to you, you know how to get people to be convinced about what you're saying. And I guess I showcased yes. that and it was great because, I mean, I, was, I sort of went into it with zero expectations. I didn't expect to get the internship because I was like, I've been working in like labs and doing my pharmacy training on all these things and I'd never really done marketing or PR before. So I just figured it's just something I would give a try and see if I get an interview or not. And when I did and as I said, had the interview, it went really well. And like, I did it, but sorry, I know this is just a long way of saying that um, you guys are correct. I don't feel like you necessarily need any specific taught skills, like taught in the classroom. You can sort of go out into the world and like really work on your social skills. And then you can you can do pretty well in the field. I just want to ask you a question because I know exactly what life in the lab can be like. Yeah, horrible. <laughs>
1: Uh, but how did, how did, uh, doing the PR internship feel as opposed to doing the, the lab work and, you know, being in pharmacy, which one did you felt more like?
2: Um, I would say the internship in PR and marketing, mostly because I wasn't stuck in a lab for four or five hours at a time. I wasn't stuck in a dispensary for <laughs> four or five hours at a time. I could actually speak to people and like actually have like face-to-face interactions with people you know i was in like I think uh, was...
0: oh you've gone on there. mute there maab. maab just unmute yourself but i think what maab is saying there is really interesting right so i've never met maab i don't know uh, anything other than what she's told us but if you just asked me to listen to her then i would say oh that yeah she's probably got decent She's got a decent marketing background. Yes. And this, comes, this brings me on to like something that is um, that, that annoys me so much, is that Mavs obviously really intelligent, right? Yes. If she was doing chemistry, she must have she's done A levels in chemistry and biology and maybe physics it's not and mathematics. Easy. Yeah. And so she's gone through all of that. And then yeah. she's she's obviously started a job, she's working in a lab, right? And then she's found her passion in marketing. And and if you asked any of her career advisors at, at, at college or at sixth form, I assume. I assume she was in the UK. Yes. If you asked any of her, her career advisors, no one would have said, oh, she should go into PR, right? Because yes. how do you measure for being likable? How do you measure for being articulate? She's obviously really likable, really yes. articulate, yes. able to sense people's emotions. Yeah. yeah. But like nothing in school actually measures for that.
1: And in her school specifically, you don't need to be people-sensitive to do a chemical equation. C-
0: correct. Yeah. No, but, but school doesn't even measure for being people-sensitive. Yes. It measures for, you know... You can't Scores
1: and exams, yeah. that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Can you
0: do calculus? Yes, Yes. no, and that's it, right? And
1: those are all things that you can learn. Uh, what I From what I've known, it's so it's not impossible to learn acad- academics,
0: Academic stuff. but
1: it's so difficult to teach like, people to be naturally... That like-
0: likability that yeah. Maab has, that likability in her voice, yeah. That just exists. That's that, just
2: your voice, man. Yeah, you oh, don't guys, get... stop, <laughs> stop complimenting me. I'm gonna get a big head.
0: <laughs> no, but it, it's true, right? It's like you don't, you can't measure for that, right? Yeah. So then, okay. So how many people, how many maths are there in the world who are stuck in labs or stuck in, you know, accounting offices who are super likable, have got, you know, could be incredibly influential in the marketing world, yeah. but schools never tested for that.
1: Yes. It's, you know why though? It's because be their parents, and they've been taught as well, it's redundant to waste any kind of skill on things that, like our marketing or management, as opposed to being a scientist or being something that...
0: An accountant. I think,
1: yeah. That a stable think, job. Yes.
0: But that's the 50s mentality, right? In the 50s and the 60s, you had jobs for life.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And now, no one has a job for life. People move companies all the time. Nobody works at the same company forever, unless it's your company. You no, just please. don't do that.
1: Not everyone updated their Windows.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: When it comes to career paths,
0: it's nearly it's uh, coming up to ten to seven, you know, so we're gonna have to call it time. So for Maab and everyone else, um, we firstly, hello, we're Kush Digital. Uh, we're a digital marketing agency based out of Egypt. Uh, we've been doing this um, for uh, seven years, actually. Uh, me and Wahaj tend to have chats over coffee in the morning a lot and we decided to turn that into a podcast. You can see all of it on our blog, so if you go to kush.digital uh, forward slash blog, you'll see every podcast um, that we've done recently. And um, and we normally do our podcast on LinkedIn Audio, uh, but today we decided let's give it a go on a Twitter, Twitter Spaces yep. uh, and then we do some like AI enhancement to the audio later and we'll release it as a podcast, so that'll be out later on today um as a podcast this this session and then we distribute that and loads of people most people listen to us on okay i'm not gonna say which podcast channel do you think most people use to listen to our podcasts is it google Eh.
1: what is it costas
0: no ma'am it's apple apple yeah apple followed by spotify and okay which is the highest listened country of our podcast um, it sucks so much that you don't know this, by the way. Is it Sudan? It's not Sudan. Sudan's not even like, the top ten. What? I know. The UK? No.
1: Well, I really cannot guess from, like... the, the US. One. What? Yeah, we're most
0: listened to in the US. Is it? So, hello, everybody from the United States of America. Sorry for I'm insulting bit... your pharmaceutical industry. We didn't mean it. Uh, but we love your Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Yeah, you, you're kind of trying to fix it. Yeah,
0: yeah and your burgers. We love those. Uh, so we'll be back on Twitter Spaces soon. I liked it more on Twitter Spaces. It's going right?
1: to be more more organic on yeah. tw- So it's just going to be... So can, we're going to
0: have the Monday mornings we'll do on LinkedIn Audio because yes. we're always watching a new white paper on the Monday yeah. mornings. And then another day in the week we'll do on we'll do on uh, Twitter Spaces. Twitter, yeah. Maybe two days a week because it's pretty easy to do this as well. Yes, it's yeah. not particularly complex. And, and it's
1: more... It gives people who want to have an organic conversation a chance, a better chance, because yeah. usually we introduce very condensed, um, um, real content that has like studies and stuff, not studies, well, our, our yeah. analysis, um, that work for people who actually want to do serious marketing.
0: Yeah, but like our analysis counts as studies, you know. <laughs> It does, it does. Count. Well, and also in this form, like we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't, you wouldn't on LinkedIn audio, you wouldn't have been able to meet Matt, for example.
1: Yeah, so Matt, thank you so much for being
2: on Twitter and joining.
0: Um, um, thank yeah. you guys
2: for having me. I'm sorry I cut off early; I got a phone call.
0: Ah, no worries. It's that happens. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to do it again in the coming days. Just keep an eye out on. Uh, at Cush.digital at Aziz Musa,
1: and where do people get to download the white papers?
0: yeah you can go to our website kush.digital and there's a white papers section in the top right hand corner you can listen to all of our podcasts anywhere that you listen to podcasts just search for coffee with kush
1: or read the blogs of the and, podcast. Read, the yeah. and
0: read the blogs and read the blogs <laughs> that's on forward slash blog um thank you everyone for your time thank you Wahesh. thank you so much aziz all right. though
1: you introduced me as the pharmacist and stuff and- but you were a
0: pharmacist i'm not saying anything that wasn't true i then said that you are now like a leading head of digital marketing so it's like i qualified so it I'll, I'll,
1: I'll try to listen to the positive in what you say
0: please do <laughs> all right guys have a good night
1: bye